everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. Happy August. We are eight months into the year. 2022 is slowly approaching its end. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We're like in like my birthday's next month. And I'm like, I just had a birthday. Like, excuse me? Your 21st birthday? Yeah, my my 18th birthday, everyone. (laughs) I'll be legally allowed to buy jewels now. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, eight months in and we've been on fire. Girlish has been like killing it. Exactly. Our consistency is unmatched. Last week, I honestly, I was afraid we weren't going to like be able to do it. Because oh, we, we filmed we filmed on the day we uploaded, which is like very not us, but like it worked out and like we got an episode because we That's care commitment. about you guys. Truly. Exactly. I feel like when we first started being consistent again, what was that like at the beginning of this year? People were like, oh my God, here these bitches go again. They say they're back, but they always disappear. But we have been consistent this pretty much this entire year. And have done so many cool things. So that just goes to show people when you're consistent and you follow your dreams, anything can happen. I had a tarot reading. I don't know if I talked about it on like this on like the show, but I had a tarot reading and she was saying, like, you know, what are your career goals? Because I'm getting very strong career goals for you. And I was like, Oh, I have a podcast that I really <laughs> want to blow up. And she was like, Well, like what I'm feeling from these career goals is you just have to keep putting in the work. And if you put in the work, then it's going to work out. So here we are another week into the year that we have not missed an episode. Having fun, vibing. Didn't she also drag your piercings? Yeah, she. <laughs> that was like the worst, I think, tarot reading. I It was my first ever like experience with like a tarot like reading. And I immediately I, I sat down and she was like, tell me like about your piercings like why do you have two on your nose and I was like I don't know like I, I had three but like I just one came out I don't know I like them and she was like well piercings are for selfish people and I was like why like I hadn't even started the reading she just immediately came for my neck and so I was like um okay and she was like and you're not selfish so you need to do something selfish for yourself like try to make it positive but like it was like really weird and immediately I was like okay I'm over this bitch and then I had to pay $30 for this like five minute reading that I got and she was like any questions at the end and I was like no I just want to leave right now and I know there's somebody in her life that is covered in piercings that just fucked her over <laughs> right so Someone every that she person cannot stand. yeah she's like oh you remind me of him you're a also person. <laughs> Also, if she felt that way about everyone, like you're in the wrong state to be in. Like we're literally in well, like, Washington. Literally in the Pacific Northwest and you want to come for piercing, sweetie, you're in the wrong place. The reading that she did right before us was like two like gay guys like together. Like and it was just really funny. Both like had piercings too. So it was like, oh my God. She you're telling this to everyone. This is your thing. That's so funny. But speaking of, it was at a fair. And I know recently you went to a fair. How was that? Yeah, experience? literally yesterday. So yesterday yeah. was fun. I so we went to Long Beach to like meet with my mom for brunch because she's in town and we were just talking about this. We ordered drinks at brunch <laughs> and I was the only one at the table that got carded. So 
You're I just like, felt like an infant. I really did. You're like the youngest person in the world, I think. I was so young. But also, I have like a minor breakout on my forehead. And I was like, did he look at my breakout and think, oh, this bitch has acne. She must be like a teenager. <laughs> and I was she like, oh, no. like 12. <laughs> yeah. But that was fun. It was nice to see my mom. It's I literally saw her like two weeks ago. But she was in town for work. So we got brunch. And then later that night, we went to like a brewery with some of our friends. And then we went to the OC fair, which is super fun. And I'm like an adrenaline junkie. I also went skydiving last week, which I will also talk about. But like any ride at the fair, that makes me feel like I'm in danger and that I could potentially <laughs> die. Or and that's that definitely my safety. Yeah, my safety is on the line. I'm going to get on it. So yeah, every ride that went upside down or did any sort of twist or turn, we went on. So it was a lot of fun. I will say we left the fair and I didn't have any plushies or stuffed animals like all the other girls did. And I just kind of felt attacked by that. Like, as a man, that's your job to like. I think win your you should file for divorce. Animal, right? yeah. yeah. So it was just like really eye opening for me to walk away with empty handed. So that's all I'm going to say. Not only that, but like, especially a week after you had that dream. Oh my God. Stop. Over. <laughs> I, had, I had a dream a couple, like a week ago, I think, that Russell broke up with me. And when I asked him why he broke up broke up with me, he was like, you were just a little bit too much today. So I, I woke up that morning fully pissed off. I was like, I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't say good morning. And I texted him after he left for work. I was like, you know, you broke up with me in my dream, right? And you know what you said to I, I me? You said it was too much. <laughs> I can't believe he would do that in your dream and then not get you like any squish animals from the fair. Literally, wow. the false reality that I created in my head while I was sleeping, and he didn't apologize for it. I just think that's crazy. Did you hate how real those are, though? Like, I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, Emily like cheated on me in my dream, and I'm like, oh my god, it, I'm pissed. Like, how like, could it ruins you? My mood. Yeah, and I get to, like I've woken up crying because of it before, and it's like the worst. Yeah, not and forgiven like, though. It's very unreasonable, obviously, because like if they have a bad dream. Or, like, if Russell has a bad dream, I'm like, okay, it was a dream. Like, get over it. Like, I didn't do anything. But when it's me, I'm drama queen to a T. Over. Completely over. But yeah. I know that over the – or you said you went to the fair yesterday. You were riding my favorite fair ride, which is the zipper. You took a picture of it. And I'm like, I fucking love the zipper. We were, and Yeah. It's it's definitely an experience. We So we were on there. You know how it, like, goes – one rotation and then it reverses and goes the other direction. Yeah. So it was like the very end of the first rotation and we had not spun upside down once. So I was like, okay, I'm on the zipper. Like make me feel like I'm going to fly out of this thing and die. The second I started talking shit, we spun literally five times in a row. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop talking now. (laughs) The amount of times I've hit my face on that gate, like in front of it or like hit my head against like, the person I'm riding with, my cousins and I, there was a, there would always be like a broken one, like one that just sp- spun more than any other. And then that was the one where we were like, we have to get on that one. And we would always be like, that's the one we're getting on. And like, now I think back and I'm like, I really was, it was a death wish. Like I genuinely, really? like 
I cannot do that anymore. And like, you're all like, I'm going to jump out of an airplane. I'm going to like die in a Ferris ride. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. We were talking yesterday about like, after like the fair's over, they just pack these rides up in a truck and like drive away. Like we are putting our bodies onto machines that they literally build once a year and then put away and dismantle. Like that's kind of scary. The fair they had in Olympia, like when they were setting everything up, they had like like hiring signs. Like if you want to like work for like the week. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you're just hiring people off the street to just fix this, like, these machines up? Like, excuse me? Like, there's no protocol at all. And they do it, right? We get on it, and it's like, wow, fun time. But that's super spooky. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking of adrenaline, I did jump out of a plane last week. Yes. I descended from 13,000 feet in the air, (laughs) which was fun. So that was my birthday present from Russell. He, like, bought me – tickets i guess to go skydiving so it was me him his mom went and his sister honestly shout out to miss jennifer because as a 60 year old i'm not trying to jump out of a plane and she killed it so i thought that was like extremely impressive that she would jump out of a plane but it was it was so much fun so much fun i would definitely do it again yeah i remember russell's dad being like Wait, she was jumping out of the plane? Like, he was, like, just, like, shocked by it. But that's awesome. Like, I couldn't do it as, like, a 25-year-old. Like, hell no. So that takes some It's so fucking fun. It's, like... like, How how was it? Like, when you, like, jump out the lead-up, I'm sure you're really anxious. I was, like, excited. So basically, like, you sit on the edge of the plane, like, with your feet dangling off until you... The guy just, like, pushes you off. And then you're falling, just like free falling for a good minute, just falling basically. And like, there's so much air and wind just blowing into your face. And like, my mouth got so dry. So like all of the pictures that were taken and the videos, I looked hideous. Absolutely. Like a corpse. Scary. Like just vile. That's how all my pictures like turned out. So that was fun to look back at the pictures. But yeah, you basically fall for a minute and then they release the parachute and then it just goes straight from chaos to calm, just like gliding across the sky. So it's it's like two different experiences in one, which is really fun. That's really cool. A part of me does want to do it because I think that it'll be an experience that like obviously you'll never forget, but also like you, my fucking luck, you know what would happen is the parachute wouldn't come out or like I would do something wrong and then I would crash into the floor and I would die. Like that's what would happen to me. It's not an unreasonable thing to think. (laughs) Like for me, I did have that little piece of anxiety until the parachute opened. Yeah. Because I was thinking, what if it doesn't open? So as soon as it opened, I was like, okay, I can relax now because I know I'm safe. It is fine. We're slowly approaching the ground. Everything's good. But yeah. before that, it's a little bit scary. That's and you told him to do like go extra, right? Like yeah. do yeah. A bunch of tri- yeah. I told him I was like, if you want to do some flips, some spins, go for it. So when we were flying down, he definitely spun us around a good sixty three times. And then when he released the parachute, he let me steer. So he was like, just pull your arm down as fast as you can. So I did that, and we just started like spinning in circles, oh, that's which was fun. super fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love that your hair was in his face and like all the pictures. I felt so bad when we landed. I looked at him and I was like, I'm so sorry if you just ate my hair that entire time. <laughs> because in all the pictures, my I had my hair in a ponytail and it was just all up in his face. That's so really I apologize. Funny. That did That's look really fun, fun though. Like just the, the the idea of just floating there and like seeing the ground. Mm-hmm. Like it just like I feel like human beings should not be able to do that. I don't think that they should. Some of the people that were like the instructors, she was like, this is my 12,000 jump. And I was like, you've jumped out of a plane 12,000 times. 12,000 times. How the fuck do you do that? Like That's 16 insane. times a day? I wonder how much they get paid to do this. They have to make good money. I feel like probably not a lot. You don't Because they so? do it as like a hobby, kind of. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. So it's like I don't a- know. Maybe they do. I wonder if, like, after a while, it has to be, like, feel like nothing, right? Like, I'm like, sure. at what point is it, like, I'm over this? That is cool, though. But that sounds like a fun, a fun like, birthday that you had. Like, it just kept going. Your birthday was, like, four weeks long. No, my life lately has just been going. Ever since yeah. we left to go to see you and spend my birthday at the lake, it's just been event after event which is nice because at the beginning of this year, I was like, oh, 2020 is fucking canceled already. Like, I hate it. And it's turning around. So it's been good. That is, that's good. And I feel like with all the chaos, like, there's like, I mean, it's been a lot. Like, when you came and then immediately after I had to fly to, like, LA for the the creator event. And, like, there's just been a lot with, like, even keeping up with girlish, keeping up with work. Um, it just felt like go, 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 which I love. And I love that I was able to like be social, like going to the event. I feel like it reignited something in me where I was like, cause for a long time I was like, I have a lot of social anxiety. I can't talk to anyone, but after getting out there that one day, I mean, especially after COVID, we weren't able to like see anyone, but like, I felt like reinvigorated. I was like, wow, like I can talk to people. Like maybe I'm not too awkward. So that was really fun. But now, like, my life is settling again. So it was, like, crazy hectic. And now I'm, like, it's all slowing down. And you've been, like, busy. Even this past weekend, you were busy. But, like, yesterday, like, I did nothing all day. And I hated it. I could not live with myself doing nothing. I just, like, sat there on the couch. I watched They, Them. They slash Them. Which I want to talk about next episode with you. But um, I just, like, sat there on the couch all day and, like, I literally just existed and I hated it. I was like, I have to be doing something. I have to like edit another reel for girlish. I have to like, I have to like make a new design or something like that. I've just felt like there was like a lot that I needed to do. So hopefully I have this energy when grad school starts next week for me. Um, Cause that'll be fun to get into. But yeah, so there's like a lot of like, I was so sad yesterday. I was like, damn, like what can I do right now to keep busy? But, you know, it, it happens. And I had a nice break yesterday. And it's still Sunday, so I can, I can you know, do something fun. Maybe Emily and I would go to um, the little, the little, uh, the, what is it, a harbor to, like, go kayaking or something. You should. You should relax. Be- I, I agree. I feel like after a period of time where you are just go, go, go and doing a lot of things, after there's that point where you kind of feel like you're being unproductive because for the last couple of weeks you've been doing so many things. So right. I think it is important just to relax and chill out. And 
I can't wait to watch They Them. We were talking about it a little bit before. Just like when you sent me, I think it was like a tweet or something about the movie as a whole. I was like, is this about killer non-binary people? Like, what is this? Like, what's You'll see. The movie, the, I'm surprised it got Kevin Bacon in it. But I mean, I know he's like in everything. So like, I guess it's not surprising. But it's literally like a Blumhouse movie. Like, it's like a good production company. Like, oh. it's like like the the company that made paranormal activity made this movie Damn. and it's like it's okay it's interesting and oh forewarning if you guys do want to watch it and because we might talk about it next week please watch it it's on peacock but i will let everyone know because i wish i knew that the dog dies in the movie so if that's something that you can't see or do not want to see do not watch the movie because after that happened i emily and i almost stopped but we were too high at the point and like we were just like too like <laughs> in it like to like even like wanting yeah we just ended up watching it but um it was an experience and i recommend going into it i i recommend going into it really high like you have to of course that's what i plan on doing (laughs) so yeah do it and you have to get back to me we have to like talk about our experiences watching it yeah we're gonna have an analysis next week and we're gonna give you guys a breakdown yes please um, let me see. I wrote down some notes on things that I wanted to like bring up. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. I just like remembered. But like so I don't know what's happening with me lately, but like I've been dreaming and I don't dream ever. Like it's something that like never happens for me. And so like yesterday, last night, I woke up um in the middle of the night after having a nightmare that bugs were crawling all over me. And like that's something I've never had that happen before. And so like, I, I like looked down in my dream and I had like ticks all over me Ew. and like, and like mosquitoes like all over my chest. And like, I was like freaking out. And like ever since like yesterday, and maybe that's why I felt so weird yesterday. I just have been feeling like on edge, like there's like bugs on me and I have to like get them off. And like, it's been like weird. Like, I feel like I don't even want to go outside because I don't want like a bug to get on me. I've been like, like, uh. that sounds like an actual nightmare (laughs) it is and i think i have a i mean i have a fear of like lyme's disease and i'm like i can't get a tick bite like what if that like ends up getting me like some crazy illness not for me i'm not into bugs at all so (laughs) do you like dream do you have like nightmares like i know we talked about like like the dream with like russell but like do you dream typically um yeah, I do. I don't have a lot of nightmares, though. I yeah. don't even remember the last time I had a nightmare. I just kind of dream about, like, weird, random shit. Like, it's either it usually doesn't make sense or Russell's breaking up with me or, like, pissing <laughs> me off in some sense. Yeah, no. Those are the dreams that I have. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, is that, like, subconscious or something? I don't know, but. It's probably. Yeah. I mean. They usually have a theme. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, I barely dream. And when I do, it's typically Emily doing the same. Or it's like, it's something really realistic, like for no reason. Like Emily will wake me up and she'll tell me her dreams about like being chased by like a monster or like this thing, like the world is ending and this happened or that happened. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because I do not have that. I dream that like, like I'm living my like normal day life and like I have to run an errand or something like that's literally my dream. Like that's what I dream about. 
and she's like has this like fantastical world and I'm like, she has a whole movie I, playing in her head <laughs> right i'm like <laughs> i want to live a life like that like i wish i wish i did or i don't remember them too i'll wake up in, in the middle of the night and i'm like i have to remember that to tell everyone in the morning and then like i wake up and it's gone i forget it but it's interesting yeah I wish I could dream more. I want to be one of those people that like can control their dreams or like they wake up in their dream. That sounds so fun. But yeah, I guess I just wasn't blessed with that ability. Like that sounds like the vivid dreaming or the, what's it called when you lucid can dreaming, it. lucid dreaming. Yeah. Like that sounds so fun. It's almost like a superpower or like, I know people like there's the astral projection, which I don't necessarily believe in, but like, that's oh always God. fun. We just watched Insidious. So that's like what they, oh they do in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love that series. The yeah. first one too has a scariest jump scare in the entire like The one when movie. they're like at the table and he's, the red face is just like, mm-hmm. yeah, the fuck that. Evidently that's like rated the scariest jump scare of all scary movies. I think it I makes think sense. It's like, Very yeah, fitting. It's not 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 good Mm-mm. yeah but um yeah so i recommend everyone watch a day them uh, iconic movie 10 out of 10 we stand and we we love it but i know that also we've been watching because of you because hanging out with you uh <sighs> you got me into love island Which, You're welcome. <laughs> I play the game and I play the app, but I've never actually sat down and watched the show. And so like the app is super fun and I was really into it. And I probably put like $100 into it on gems because I wanted pretty dresses, but it's fine. Me too. Um, <laughs> don't tell anyone. But yeah, yeah, don't tell me. But um, yeah, so uh, you actually sat me down and like we watched it whenever I was over and hooked immediately. And I came home and now Emily is hooked and we're both hooked. And uh, we can't get enough. I was going to say, you guys should also watch F-Boy Island on HBO. Is it good? It's so fucking good. It's like The Bachelor. So like, you know how we were talking about like, if we are going to watch The Bachelor, I want there to be drama. I want people to be fighting. I want it to be dramatic. It's literally F-Boy Island. And there's three girls. So there's three bachelorettes. And all these guys are mentally ill. So it's it's so much fun. And Nikki Glazer is the host. She's a comedian. So she's just always making fun of people. And like, yeah, it's I recommend 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'm looking into it. You said it's on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, no. HBO Max. HBO Max. Okay. Did you hear that HBO Max and Discovery Plus are like going together or something weird like that? I didn't hear that. No, just yeah, HBO Max and Discovery are like merging and they're becoming a new like streaming platform. So like, that'll be inter- that'll be interesting. But um yeah, okay, I'll watch it. Um cuz we're like obsessed with it. I mean, we've literally are just like every night like that's all we can think about is like when is Love Island coming on? Um and it's so fun. And like who's your favorite out of all out of all of them, would you say? Is like your number one top person that like you absolutely like love, like overall or girl favorite girl favorite guy. Do yeah, favorite girl and favorite guy. I I love Zeta, but also I think Deb and Courtney are fucking hilarious. 
Yeah. So I love, I would say they're like my top three. I just like love how Zita is such a boss bitch and like goes after what she wants and like doesn't Mm -hmm. take shit. And she has the most perfect body and the most perfect everything. So I think that might be a little bit me having a crush on her. She's also British, which is very unfair. She's also British. Like it's just, she's Love Island to me. Like she is the embodiment of a Love Island cast member. That's, yeah. And I would agree with Zita being like my favorite. Like I really like, um, uh, Serenity. Um, and that there's some tea there. (laughs) (laughs) I really did like her. I thought she was like genuinely like the nice, like, the one that was always grounded and like was like the mediator. It felt like she was, she gave that energy of like being the mediator. Does she give any energy to anyone? Absolutely not. But she was there and she existed and she was perfect for that moment in the show. So yeah, I love, I love that. I feel like Deb isn't, I feel like her man's is not into her. I love Deb though. But no, like her he's man's not. just giving nothing. I don't think so. And she's like obsessed with him, and he, I, he does not care. No, he literally does not give a fuck about her. I'm he so wants sorry. to win. That's what he but wants. But girly, we got to move on. We have to move on. It's fine. I mean, the show like really on. It's probably like not even halfway through. How long does a show typically last? I think it's like six weeks or so. Oh, so it's it's like halfway, pretty much. Kind of like halfway. Yeah. But um, I don't know if I should be saying this, but, you know, typically. <laughs> it's a whisper right now. Um, let's just say there's a, a cast member that, you know, what can I say? Just based on what I see on the TV, you know, like I might have a little bit of a crush on him. But, you know, that it's just that's it. It's just surface level. That's all. But I was saying, like, I feel... Like, I'm doing something wrong by watching it when he's on there. So somebody kick him off. Somebody eliminate him. So I don't have to look at him. I feel can, I re- can I read your message that you sent me? Yeah, I can I mean, you can expose me. That's fine. Okay. So this is what she said about the character that she is in love with. She says, I feel like such a dirty little girl watching Love Island with Jared there. I, I may or may not have said that. And like the way that she spelt everything, I mean, you should just. It, I'm not going to confirm or deny, but it's possible that I said that. I love that for you, though. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I fully support that. Um, I haven't gotten enough from him to really understand my feelings towards him. That's it. Like he's, uh, he's not giving me any personality, but like he's giving, he's giving he's body, giving, he's giving face. <laughs> I love it though. And I, I love watching the show. I love the fact that like I'm like I hate all the men in here. They're all so toxic. Like all of them want like a chance with some other some like someone else and all the girls are just like they just want their one partner, it feels like. Um but honestly though, like the girls they're all like really close friends too. It feels like it really is nice because none of them like are mad at each other when they're like mans are like looking another way. Like it doesn't feel that way besides the Zeta drama, but like, um, and the Bria drama, but like other than that, like the show is so good. Like it's, it's so fun to watch. It's like, it's the worst type of reality TV that like I love. Yeah. I, that's my favorite part about love Island is that 
the girls have a really good relationship with each other and they're always really supportive for the most part. So like, like they can understand that if a new girl comes in and their guy is attracted to her, what she can't really do anything about it. You know, like she just walked through the door. Everybody has the opportunity or should have the opportunity to get to meet, to meet people. So it's like, if your man's is trying to talk to another girl, that's a problem that you have to work out with him and it's not her fault. So Yeah. And I was I was loving Isaiah, and he's looking another way. No. And I was like I was like he was he won my heart over, but yeah, he can go die. <laughs> yeah, honestly, go drown in the pool or something. But yeah, all the girls, so I feel for them. Even when they do bad things, I'm like, that's okay. You're not a man, and so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if you want to hate men more than you already do, go watch F Boy Island. Oh, okay. I'll have to. Yeah. Um, and it's a reality TV show? It is. I'm so happy that I'm not, like not actively dating because if I was watching Love Island and F-Boy Island and all these TV shows, I would just stay single for the rest of my life, honestly. I would give up. I love you being gay. So I am really rooting for all my single girls out there who are consuming all these sorts of media because it's really hard out there. I, I know I- it is. I can imagine. It doesn't seem like the healthiest environment being straight in a Definitely in the world not. we live in. <laughs> I'm sorry that you have to live with this disease. Yeah. Any literally anybody <laughs> that plague. is attracted to men, I sincerely apologize. It's not it's not an easy life. I'll pray for you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll light a candle. Um but yeah, I think I, I recommend everyone go watch Love Island or if you're into that or if you have any like trashy like reality TV recommendations for us, Emily and I have been loving it. We've been like missing out on content because, you know, Stranger Things ended. There's not really any hype around. There's no euphoria. There's not like a really solid show out. Um, I know Handmaid's Tale is coming out really soon. I love that. But like I don't have any good content we like watch youtube videos all day so i i need love island it came at the perfect time reality tv sh- shows are like good when you're just done with your day and you just want to unwind and relax because it's entertaining it's you don't i mean sometimes it can be a little bit stressful depending on how emotionally invested you get into people's relationships <laughs> but it's just like a good way to unwind at the end of the day yeah How'd you feel about Zita and Courtney just kissing each other? Because I was very that. gay for a second. I loved that. I was like, oh, okay, girlies. Best kiss was, of the night. Yeah, genuine for the whole season. I felt, I felt all of that tension. There was a lot of love. That's what we need on Love Island. They should make like a gay one. I feel oh my like God, I was just about be- to say, like, because I don't know if you watched Are You the One, but they had a season where everybody was like bisexual. Oh, so cool. if they had a Love Island season with everyone being bisexual and anyone can go after anyone, I feel like that would the drama would be unmatched. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Everyone's just attracted to like, each other. You have no idea how much drama gay people love. Like, you have yeah. to make, like, a Love Island with, like, gay people. Exactly. It made me sad, though, because we were sitting down talking and, like, <laughs> just having a really good moment watching Love Island. And you were just like, a trans woman can never be on this. And I was like, oh my God, it just made me depressed for the rest of the year. But like genuinely, like, no, like there, there should be something where like coming in, like everyone's like really inclusive 
you know, queer in some capacity and just being able to fuck and, like, be with whoever they want to be. Because that would be really cool. There could be, like, a lot of drama in that. Peacock, are you listening? Yeah. The the public is waiting. I swear. We couldn't participate in the show, but, like, we would love to be a part of it. We can be the hosts. Oh, my God. (gasps) Oh, my God. We could do the after show. I would love that. (laughs) We'll start, like, a second podcast on top of Girlish just talking about it. And we'll be like the like the show for the Love the Island correspondence. Yeah, you hear that? <laughs> that Spotify, was Spotify will like uh, give Spotify us. Spotify help the, us, please. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, but yeah, so um, it's been fun. It's been cool to have like a nice show to watch like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much the life updates that we have. A bunch of cool stuff going on. And yeah, do you have anything else to like add in any of this? No, that's pretty much it. I feel like we were kind of talking about this too. We have been having lots of fun for the last couple of weeks. And I feel like our podcast is a good mixture of covering serious topics and having fun. But we've just been having, life's just been great lately. So, (laughs) I mean, we don't really have any complaints, but at the same time, I feel like we have kind of stepped away from talking about more serious things, which we do want to get start getting back into because it is important to have a balance and still bring light to serious issues that are going on. Um, so I guess that's the purpose of this episode is to kind of get us back on track. Things are starting to slow down a little bit and we're going to get back into discussing things that are happening. Yeah. Um, we have like, if you guys follow us, I, I recommend following us on TikTok, following us on, subscribing it to us on YouTube. I think we're at like 499 subscribers on like YouTube, which we one just of you guys, one more. Come on. literally just one of you guys, come on. But um, yeah, so we have a TikTok, we have a um, an Instagram and our YouTube and we post like shorts on it. So please follow us on there. And it's really fun to post like the shorts and it's like really cool that I'm able to like get all like these clips together and like create something that's like fun and stuff. So I've been making a lot of funny ones lately and I'm like, oh, like I wish we had like one that was like more serious and stuff because we haven't been talking about like anything super serious lately. And so, um, but there is some stuff that that has come up that I really want to bring up that I think is be really cool to talk about because um, yeah. So we love our queen, J.K. Rowling. Um, We stand everything that she stands for. We think that she has the right opinion. But a new article came in. I'm trying to think of a way to like like segue into this. So essentially, like J.K. Rowling has like, like, like lived off this idea that like, um, trans people, trans kids are being converted, specifically like trans men, like women, young girls are being converted into trans men and it's a social contagion. And so like, there's like this notion or this idea that trans people, it's like a choice, right? People are being converted. So finally a new study came out and that debunked that entire, this entire like, um, hypothesis that trans people are being like converted or whatever and i don't know if you have the article up or anything like that i do i also just want to shortly bring up that jk rowling's birthday was on july 31st 
And we were set to record the episode of last week on that day. And I had a horrible migraine. I was debilitated. And I was like, what's going on with me? What's happening? Come to find out, it's JK Rowling's birthday. And I personally believe that she hexed me, did a curse, something, or just like the energy of the 31st was so just unaccepting. Do you know that, like when when Harry name. Potter is near and like his or like when Voldemort Voldemort is near, near and his, he starts and burning. His, yeah, that's like that's what literally happened me. to you. Yeah. Like she's So like if that. any if any trans people out there felt ill last week, that's why it was her birthday. It was exactly. That was so funny whenever you were like I'm not feeling well. Like I don't think I can film today. And it was like mm, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> She knows we talk about her. So like, oh my god, <laughs> literally, she she like truly hexed you. I saw. Oh my god, I saw this tweet, and we're getting a little off topic. But I saw this tweet, and I sent it to you. And I've been fooled twice this week off of fake tweets. But there was like a like a tweet going around that like J.K. Rowling wrote her own fanfic of Harry Potter, and she was like, it was like it was really funny, and it felt so real, and it felt like she could have actually done that, but like it was like all fake and I just thought it was really funny um but yeah that's a side note but going back into the main story so a study came out um let me read this I have it all highlighted uh so a study came out a new study debunks that myth that kids become trans through social contagion scientists said any claims that people are becoming trans just to fit in does not hold up to scrutiny so over the past four years, opponents of transgender rights and protections have pushed a theory called rapid onset gender dysphoria, asserting that young people are publicly identifying as trans due to a social contagion. And so this is all reported by them.us. Uh, this is where I'm reading my information from. So the theory posts that trans identification is exploded is is exploding specifically among um, assigned female at birth youth who are being preyed upon by gender ideology, but this analysis of nearly 200,000 adolescents disproves the hypothesis. So a study was done with like 200,000 like kids, um, and it showed that like over the past, like from 2016 to 2019 or something like that, like uh, trans men, I think, uh, assigned female at birth people identified over that span of time less than they previously would have or something like that. So com just completely disproving this whole theory that like this exposure of trans people is like making people trans when like that's not the case at all. So I don't know. How do you feel about like that sort of like it makes sense to us, but I feel like it kind of like furthers the nail in the coffin that like you're just being a hateful ass bitch just to be a, a hateful ass bitch. Literally. Like for me, I feel like anybody that has common sense knows that trans people are not trans because of representation or because of things that they see online and or in media. And I feel like that's just the biggest excuse that people have that are against trans people or anybody that starts to transition because it, it just doesn't work like that. Like people always say, well, there's so many people coming out now. There's so many coverage about trans issues, so many people transitioning nowadays as opposed to like 20 years ago. And yeah, that's just because people have more resources. That's because there's more representation. There's more education in terms of what it means to be trans. So obviously the people that 
feel that way and or have felt that way for the majority of their life with this new given information are going to take steps to be happier in their life. Like if you think about indoctrination, you can read the entire Bible to me verse by verse. Am I going to become a Christian? No, I'm not going to become a Christian. But you're telling me just because there's a trans person in a movie that everybody on earth is going to become trans because they saw it in a movie. That doesn't make any sense to me. So I just think it's bullshit whenever people try to argue that it's indoctrinating or we shouldn't be teaching kids about gender theory or about race or sexuality or gender expression or anything like that because teaching people and telling them different various identities that are out there and what people could potentially identify as isn't going to make somebody trans or gay or bi or whatever they choose to identify as. It literally has no effect on anybody other than the people that have been feeling like that since however long they started to question their identity. If sexuality or gender identity is that fragile that it can be broken by someone being like, you should be trans, if it's that fragile to you, then I think it just goes to show that this this idea of what gender is, what sexuality is, that this black and white idea isn't so black and white. It, it goes to show that the world is so much more diverse. Everything is in, everything exists in a gray line. Nothing is concrete. And this whole, like, I just, I hate that, like, it's, it's become this talking point that, that trans people are being converted in whatever that means when that's obviously like scientifically not the case. And previously we talked about those scientific numbers of the detransition rate that like, um, another thing JK Rowling like pushed where she was saying that like, you know, all these kids are detransitioning later because they were forced into, you know, being trans when, uh, statistically that showed that that was not the case. The reason people were detransitioning was because they weren't being supported in their communities by their partners, by their family, um, just by everything around them. They felt like they had to. And 60% of them went back to transitioning after they tra- detransitioned. It was only like 0.04% of the entire survey that were people detransitioning because they didn't want to be trans. They found out they, were, they weren't trans after the fact. So it just feels like there's so much research, so much studies that show that trans people exist and they're not going away, that they, this isn't some crazy thing, um, and they're just, it's just being disregarded. Um, so let me read this other segment that I thought was interesting. So this is the exact numbers. So far from rising, the number of trans and gender diverse youth identified in the survey actually dropped significantly between 2017 and 2019, falling from 2.4% to 1.6%. And while the ratio of assigned male to assigned female trans youth did shrink, going from uh, 1.5 to 1 and 1.2 to 1 over the uh, two years and analyzed Researchers found the numbers actually changed because there were fewer trans feminine youth in the latter survey, not more trans masculine people. So proponents of this whole ideology like J.K. Rowling or Joe Rogan, they've also claimed that transness is a social contagion because young people are using trans identification as a way to escape homophobia, like homophobic bullying. So they believe in their weird twisted head that 
people are actually gay and they're just hiding behind being trans so that they can not be gay even though scientifically like science has proven that trans people are more suicidal and have are like are proponents of bullying more than people that are that identify as gay so like it just like doesn't make any sense this is so funny to me because like you really think that somebody is going to pretend to be trans in order to not be bullied like are you stupid like at, at a certain point, there's parts of our identities that we can hide. But once you start to transition, once you start to completely change the way that you look, you start to change literally the hormones that are in your body. Obviously, that's very public. It's very hard to hide the fact that you're going through these changes. So why would somebody that doesn't want to be bullied or want any type of attention or to escape discrimination decide to change their entire gender and the way that they identify and the way that they dress and the hormones that are going on in their bodies. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's like being trans is like a cop-out or like a way for people to escape discrimination when it literally just causes additional discrimination against you. Like, I don't understand that train of thought at all. And I don't know why people would want to be trans. Like, and this isn't like some internalized transphobia. I'm just like pointing out the fact that like trans people are discriminated against highly. Like it's something that people aren't just choosing to be just for fun or just for attention when like the likelihood of homicide increases significantly because they are, because just being trans, that's the case. People hate trans people and they want to do awful things to them. Why would people sign up for that? When you're when you're trans and when you openly identify as trans and you medically go through the steps to be trans to transition, you are seen by multiple doctors. You go through years and years of therapy. You have to start the hormone replacement therapy that takes so much time to actually get through. Like it's a slow process that drags out. That you think if a person is like, oh, I don't want to do this, somewhere down the line, it, they're not going to do it. They're not going to go through with it. So this people identifying as trans, this idea that it is this contagion just doesn't logically make sense. People are trans because people are trans and trans people exist. And I think that's the issue. The issue isn't more people are being trans, is that the trans people that do exist, they don't want them to exist. The issue is that trans people exist. And that's what people are mad at. That's what J.K. Rowling, Joe, the Joe Rogans of the world are mad at is that the existence of trans people is somehow conflicting to what they want um, in terms of, I don't know, existence. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. And you're right. Like It's just an excuse to kind of rationalize their hatred towards trans people or really the LGBT community in general. Like We are a speck in this galaxy, in this universe, and you're telling me that men are supposed to be the breadwinners and women are supposed to be homemakers. Like that's how we have to live in this giant ass universe. That's so diverse and has so many different possibilities. Like that's your rigid idea of life. Like that's just crazy to me. And it's true. Like it's, it's just another excuse for them to kind of rationalize what we can do in order to stop the plague of trans people 
I guess, because there has to be a reason for them. And there's been countless occasions where people are constantly bringing up evidence. We have evidence here. We have the numbers. We have science supporting trans people and supporting that trans people, like mentally, are more in line and are more similar to the gender identity that they identify as after transitioning. So it's like we have all of these different things telling us that this is a real thing. This is what's happening. But at the end of the day to them, it's still just a case of, well, men are men and women are women. And that's that. It can't change. And like research and research can come out. Statistical, scientific facts can come out supporting the existence of trans people and how um, this isn't some disease. This isn't some awful, disgusting thing that um, people now in Florida, they're like debating on whether trans kids should have any treatment or trans adults having to wait to get treatment or not trans adults not having coverage paid for through Medicaid. And researchers from Harvard University are saying that the research that um, the Florida that um, like Ron DeSantis is like putting up is like just like bullshit, like not actual, actual accurate data and like pointed out all the flaws and a bunch of like other really high institutions are like really targeting and like showing actual real proof that all this data that they're claiming is real isn't. And they just refuse to listen to it because at the end of the day, it isn't about science, like the actual science of, of, um, the actual st- statistical um, a- like analytics of uh, trans identities and um, their existence and the science behind their existence. It doesn't matter. And none of that matters. What matters is that the fact that they just don't want trans people to exist. They don't want them to be um, a part of this world. Um, and I saw this TikTok that I thought was really interesting. Um, and it was talking about how, I don't know if you heard about this, Cracker Barrel introduced an impossible sausage at Cracker Barrel. Have you had Cracker Barrel before? You I've know never what that been is? to Cracker Barrel, but I know what it is. Okay. Well, it's a staple in the South. Like, I love Cracker Barrel. But they have impossible sausage now. Iconic, right? Like, amazing. It, like, broadens, like, now I can go there and I actually have something to eat besides biscuits. So, amazing. Um well, you know who it's not amazing for? A lot of people, evidently a ton of people who are like petitioning to like, I'm never going to Crackle Barrel again because they introduced this impossible sausage that like is, they're just like lost me as a customer. And it's like, in this TikTok, this person was like, this is a perfect representation of American politics. Like if you want to know what American politics is, is the fact that something can be introduced that affects no one at all. You can still go to Cracker Barrel and you can literally, you can still get, you can still get your meals, your biscuits, your, your mash, your gravies, your own sausage. Nothing changes at all, but they introduce something to broaden their, their customer base, to broaden people, to make people feel included that affects no one at all. But to them, that is some sort of twisted, like this thing that like this, this like angers them so much and like that is just the perfect representation of like trans people trans people exist and gay people exist abortions exist if you're against it don't be trans don't be gay don't have abortions like things these things are real and that exist and you can't just get rid of them there's no way to just get rid of them but you can live your life and not having to support them not having to 
to have anything to do with them. Like we are not affecting you in any capacity. Me having to just live my life does nothing to you. It doesn't change your kids to be trans. We have stats about it. We don't, we, we, it's so frustrating. That's so funny. That's like the, honestly, the perfect way to describe America. It's that people are so upset that other people live different lives. They eat different things. They dress differently. They wear things differently. They identify differently. It's not okay. It's not okay for other people to live different lives than you. And just having the option to do so is not okay. We're never going to Cracker Barrel again because do we eat Impossible Sausage? No, we don't eat it. We don't even have to eat it. But the fact that they have it, pussies. Literally. For liberals doing that. It's literally the liberals. Literally, they're ruining it. Like you you don't have to get an abortion. You don't have to be trans. If you're not trans, don't listen to it. Don't listen to anything regarding trans people. But just the fact that we have this option and people have this option to live their life differently from what other people think you should be living like is the problem. And that's truly the biggest issue in this country is that people will not mind their own business. And anything that doesn't have to do with them doesn't affect them in any way. They can completely ignore and pretend like it doesn't even exist. For some reason, they have to fight that and get it completely erased from our culture. Yeah. And period. Like, like it just is, um, I don't know. But all I'm saying is that Crackle Barrel, iconic. Thank you for actually having an option for me. I will be, in fact, indulging when I go back to Florida and an impossible sausage at Cracker Barrel. Did you hear that? They have impossible sausage at Cracker Barrel. Oh, I'm not a vegetarian, yeah. and I'm about to eat some impossible sausage at Crackle Barrel. Crack- yeah. Crackle? <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. I'll play me my little triangle game. I don't. You have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. They have like a little triangle game that has like pegs in it. I feel like I'm there's pegging going on in impossible sandwiches at Cracker it's Barrel. Gay. It's like truly the homosexual agenda. It's literally gay barrel now. It's literally pegging barrel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I want to move on from this. I think we've, we've, we've said enough. All right. Social contagion, trans people, yeah. whatever. They exist. They're not turning your kids exactly. into transsexuals. Thank you. But we have a, a new segment that I'm super excited to introduce. As many of you guys know, Gage introduced this beautiful thing to us <laughs> called Dramatic Readings. And it's iconic. And, you know, I was partaking in some of them, but I felt like I didn't have the same essence that she brought to it. Her what Dramatic Readings are, like, iconic. And I just felt like I was doing it to do it. So I was like, I need something. What can I bring? So I will let you guys know that to end these episodes that I know can be super like overwhelming sometimes some of the topics I wanted to bring a little fun too. So we will also be doing some fun. Am I the asshole? Um, you guys have probably heard like TikToks of am I the assholes or have seen it on Reddit, but they're super fun. And I just, I want to do an LGBT am I the asshole for us to like talk about and share and Gage does her dramatic readings. So every episode we're going to surprise one another with an Am I the Asshole and a dramatic reading, and we're super excited to do it this week for you guys. Dramatic readings with girlish. I'm so excited because I think the fact that we don't know what we're about to say is just going to make it so much 
funnier and so much more genuine. So yes, I have come prepared today with two tweets. One of them is the original and the second is the response to this tweet. And oh, I love it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to provide you guys with just some really wonderful poetry for today. So my tweet of the week, it is coming from Mr. Rob DeSantis from Florida, who will be our future president one day. So, Oh, yes. We stand Ron DeSantis, our future president. Yeah. These are just words Love from you. the future leader of this country. I'm so, like not even joking. I genuinely think he's going to be our next president, and I'm really no, I'm sad crying. about it. Okay. But yes, I'm very excited okay. for this. I haven't seen it. So just to give some backstory here, this tweet is in regards to what schools should be allowed to teach. You know, should schools be allowed to teach critical race theory? Should they be able to talk about trans people, sexual identity, things like that? So this is coming from Rob DeSantis. As students head back to their classrooms this fall, I'm happy to clear up any confusion the media may have about an appropriate curriculum. Checkmark emoji. Math. Reading. Writing. X emoji. Critical race theory. Sexualized content. Transgender ideology. Florida schools will educate children, not indoctrinate them. Are you fucking kidding me? So again, going back to indoctrination, this is what people are talking about, you know, just simply telling kids that trans people exist or that there are different types of gender identities is going to make the entire school trans. So that's the logic here. I love that. Yeah. And going into the second, this is where it gets real juicy, real meaty. This comes from an individual who has an experience with trans education for her child. So she states, my second grade child was reading a transgendered book called Call Me Max. That was it. That's the reason I pulled him from school and started homeschooling him until I could get him into a proper private institution. I am so glad that you are fighting for our little ones, Mr. DeSantis. Keep it up. Someone has to do it. Not the hard ED. That <laughs> transgender. I just, literally, like, okay, your kid's reading a book. Fine. They're not going to become trans. Your kid can read Harry Potter. Are they going to become a wizard? No. <laughs> They're not. Oh my god, the kids reading a book, taking an AR test at the end of it, just being like, are you trans now? Yes. Correct answer. Imagine plucking your child from school, no friends, homeschooled, with a parent that probably has not a very good education, depending, like, based on their reaction to this, just because they were reading a book about a trans person. You just ruined your entire, entire child's future. It's kind of crazy. I know a lot of people, like, a lot of, like, conservative people that, like, hate trans people are always, like, um, uh, his, like the schools, like, are liberals. Like, like, they teach liberal teaching when it's just, like, no, it teaches, like, actual facts. And it's just so annoying. It's literally what happened. 
literally what happened. And like, like, should we not talk about racism? I love the mom just being like really upset (laughs) that their kid is reading. Like, I'm sorry, what? No, she literally pulled them out of school. (laughs) Like, what? Do they just don't go to school because you, because of a book? Interesting. I love that though. I love that the, the, just the, the connection that that person had with the governor. Like it just was, it just, it was a perfect like idea, like a perfect um, interaction with the way that things are and the way that people do that. The fact that someone can pull their kid out of school for a fucking book and not like not like a book teaching hatred, just teaching acceptance, teaching that there are different kinds of people in this world, and that's indoctrinating. And that's why he's going to be the next president, because his words really have the power to reach people and literally pull their children out of school for teaching about trans people. So we have to in elementary school, you have to stand up every day, put your heart or your hand on your heart and pledge allegiance to a flag. You have to say your allegiance to a country. You have to say that you would essentially die for this country. And that's not indoctrinating. I remember when I was a kid before lunch, we'd all have to like sit down and we'd have to pray. And I don't, I don't, you said I think the other day you didn't have to do this. No, it's a, it's a, like a South Carolina South. We literally like God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Bow our head, we shall be fed. Give us, Lord, this daily bread. And we every day at school, we'd have to do that. And it's like, that's, that's not indoctrinating, fine. right? Like spreading this religion within schools that like there's probably Jewish kids. There's probably kids like who are, I don't know, any other literally religion or, and, or like non-religious and they are being forced to do this because that's what's happening in school. That's indoctrinating. But, exactly. Yeah. God forbid any other's form of anything, any other like existence of anything, whatever. <laughs> I just, I don't know what to say. Like, I can't even believe you had to fucking pray. Like what? <laughs> like, yeah, the Pledge of Allegiance is one thing. Praying is another. Like we have to remember dead people. We have to remember literally every person that's ever been the president hundreds of years after they've died. And for what? Teach me how to do my taxes. Maybe that is a little bit better. Instead Actually, of teaching me about the, the sixth president of the United States that had no impact on the forming of our culture or our country as a whole. But that's fine. Yeah, literally. Teach me about actual slavery. I remember being in school and like um, I used to get so mad because I was like, we just, the way we were taught slavery, I felt like it was like, oh, that happened. And it's like, whatever. And so I felt like slavery never like had an impact in like my life where I was like, like, oh, I was like, oh, that just was existed like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And it wasn't until like I genuinely got into college and like I actually was able around people of other experiences. And it was like, oh, this was a hundred years ago. This existed like within people's lifetime. There's people alive that experienced that still or like had a very, very close relative that experienced that. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Like, there's Black people right now whose last names are from a very recent, like, connection with slavery and slave owners. Mm-hmm. Like, wild. Like, that ex- that exists within our lifetime. 
And it wasn't something that I even like ever knew until actually like going to school and studying it. And that's why I really wanted to study it. And I ended up getting my minor in it because I was like, there was not enough education in that. And it sucks that our education system is so skewed. And the moment that it's starting to expand or you start seeing people um, or experiences that are more diverse, like a woman is pulling her kid out of school for it. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to keep the kids educated, but only Slay. in the topics that matter, which is Jesus history, Christ. white history. White history. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm so excited right now to – oh, also – Ow. Also, you are just getting you. assaulted by I'm, your fucking microphone yeah, this episode, I'm, bitch. Like, I'm really struggling right now. Okay. All right. Time for Am I the Asshole? You did a great job. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to read you this because I read it a few weeks ago and I thought it was great. And it honestly has made my life so happy. And I'm very excited to show you. Okay. Am I the asshole for walking out of my daughter's wedding after she called my trans daughter a tranny? <laughs> I, 49 male, have three beautiful children, Peyton, 24 female, Clara, 20 female, and my son, James, 29 male. So my daughter Clara is trans, but I still support her and told her she will always be my daughter and not to doubt it for a second. Well, my daughter Peyton has been planning her wedding for a year and the big day was today. Let's fast forward to the dinner. We sit down and Clara wants to sit down next to me and Peyton says, oh no, no, no. We don't want a tranny sitting next to our family. Move along, you disgrace. (gasps) Claire runs off in tears, and I screamed at Peyton and left. She accused me of being an asshole for being supportive over her brother being trans, and that being trans is awful. So am I the asshole here? No. Fuck that bitch up. Can you have a postpartum abortion? Kick her kick over. Can oh my god, she I what like that was such a crazy read to me. I'm screaming. Wait, (laughs) that just took a turn. So, okay, Clara, Clara is the trans daughter. Yeah, yeah. Clara, I'm so sorry, sweetie. I'm so sorry that your sister decided to make a day that should be about her, her love to her fiance, her future husband, but she decided to call you a tranny. I'm so sorry, sweetie. This was posted 10 days, 10 days ago. Clara, if you listen to this podcast or somehow like come across it, because she's 20, please, please reach out to us. We'd we love support to hear, you. We'd love to hear more and we'd love to support you. And you have a family within us. I'm so sorry about your sister. What the fuck? But your dad, honestly, iconic. Icon. Should, acted in the way that a real father should. Absolutely not an asshole. He did the right thing. Like... Why would you? That's so fucked up. I would have took the mic and dragged that bitch. (laughs) I don't care if it's her wedding. If you're going to, like, literally, that's so fucked up. That's your sibling. And it's not even about your sibling. Just mind your business and enjoy your wedding. I would probably, I don't even, how do you even respond to your your kid after that? Like, 
that moment, especially I'm assuming in front of a ton of people, I would really love more context with this. So if anyone like has any more context, like that's <laughs> insane. And I want to know, like, I, I like reading what other people think, but I'm also, I'm worried about doing that. So I'm trying, when I read these, am I the assholes? I don't want to hear other people's thoughts because I know Reddit can be like a, yeah, a little like kind of crazy. So, and I also just want our pure thoughts on this. And I just mm-hmm. think that like, that is so fucked up. Claire deserves better. Peyton's literally evil. She should go in a hole or somewhere, live in a hole. She has some deep rooted insecurities that need to be worked out. Like you, you can't have your sister sit next to you. Is that really a big deal here, babe? I don't know. Maybe Why would just, you invite her to the wedding? I was just about to say, like, if you have that strong, those strong feelings about your sibling, don't invite them. Don't yeah. invite them and then humiliate them in front of your entire family and friends. Like, that's so fucked up. I don't care if you're the bride bitch. Bridezilla alert. Truly. I would have like, spilled my drink even... on her dress. Like, honestly. Yeah, honestly. I don't, like, <laughs> great job for Claire for just walking out and, like, leaving. Like, I would have. class. True, like, genuinely true class. Like, honestly, like, an iconic move to just, like, remove yourself from the situation I could not be that bitch. I would not be that girl either. I'd be like, um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, For insane. The, the cake would have been flying. For Her sure. day would have been for sure ruined. That's fact. I guess, so yeah, no, you're not an asshole at all. Completely justified. King behavior. King behavior. And dad of the year. Dad of the year. Big, bold letters. Dad of the year. You should get that tattooed on you. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really sorry, Clara. That does suck. I hope for your one day you're a big beautiful day that she can um sit on the fucking floor while you get married, eat with the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um I promise you that she will be miserable for the rest of her life, probably with a man. She already is miserable. Never love her and um, we'll definitely cheat on her and I wish nothing but the worst for your sister. Sorry if you guys are close, but I don't think I they feel. are. It's, it's not giving me that energy. <laughs> it's not giving close. It's actually giving like the furthest away. Yeah, it's giving, I hate my sibling. So yeah, got it. So yeah. Yes. Fuck <laughs> Peyton. Oh, Peyton. I'm so sorry to all the Peytons out there, but that just sounds like, a girl that really loves to start drama. Yeah. You know, Claire is a beautiful name. I hope you picked it yourself. It sounds like a princess. It sounds yeah. like a royalty. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Please. I, I hope. I just hope because, I don't know, I feel like maybe we have some sort of audience with trans women <laughs> that are connected. I really hope that she can find this and just, like, reach out to us. Please, if you know any trans Claras, That's so funny send them our me. way. I really have to know the story. I hate how in our minds we think that just by talking about this, there's in any way that we can find her. Just like, oh my god, because we've reached every trans person in, in the entire world. Like no. everybody knows who we are. Obviously, I'm manifesting so like- it. We will find her. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Everyone this find so her. Well, I mean, don't out her or anything like that. Like I don't want. Never mind. Actually, me going to ma- search Clara on Instagram, trying to find her. like Clara trans. Clara at a wedding. Clara wedding tranny. <laughs> But like, listen, Clara, love you. We do love you and we support you. And I'm sure you looked absolutely stunning on that day. And she was just bitter and jealous that you were 
upstaging her at her own wedding and she was just not having it. So it was just on her. She has some things that she needs to work through. That's all. Period. But I think with that being said, on the final note, uh, thank you guys for listening. This is probably our longest episode yet. I could only assume with like these like segments, it's going to go a little longer. And I hope you guys like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I'm excited for these. If you have any um, dramatic readings you want us to do, or if you have your own Am I the Asshole scenario, DM us, please. Like DM me for Am I the Asshole DM Gage for dramatic readings so we can surprise each other on the show because it'll be so fun and it's just it's I don't know it's really really cool I, I like doing these little segments to have fun this is my favorite part of the podcast I'm not gonna lie it's so funny yeah. to me I it's just like it's a good time like to be able to just like call out like the craziest people yeah but. so I guess that's really it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We post pretty much everywhere. We've been pretty consistent on social media. So definitely follow us. Send us any suggestions that you have, any topics that you want us to talk about, or anything for our segments. We would love to hear what you guys want us to talk about. That always helps. Yes. And also, something I do want to announce um, so anchor anchor.fm um, you can look us up the girlish podcast um, p- there's a support feature that you guys can support us if you're interested and the creators get 100% of that so it's not like a patreon where patreon takes like a large cut like we as creators will get 100% of that um, income if you guys want to support us monthly or anything like that which could definitely help us with advertising with maybe possibly moving closer to each other one day which is something I want to do. I have six more months in my lease, so we'll see. But if you're, you know, just consider supporting us. It'd be really cool. You don't have to, but um, yeah, that's a that's an option. That's just anchor.fm and then just look up Girlish and yeah, there's a support button right there. So if you're interested. Yes. And obviously anything that would be donated would be put towards us finally being able to come together and I, film the podcast together. I'm praying. My issue, and I'm just going on a little tangent, is like LA has really crazy taxes. And if I'm moving, I'm going to lose a large part of my income because I don't pay state tax in Washington. So that income on top of like higher like expense for like rent, it just like, it seems not reasonable right now. So like, I hope that one day we can like, we can just have something from this show that can like really put us together and it'll happen. I can feel it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. And I'm so excited for future episodes, future segments like this. And I hope you guys enjoy them too. So we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.